You are listening to Forward, a podcast of island readers and writers. This is your host, Taylor Mace. I am here today with Jenna Bullier. Uh, she is the program coordinator for the Beatrix Farron Society, and she is a former Island Readers and Writers employee and a lover of children's books. She still contributes to our book lists, and I am happy to have her with me today. Hi, Jenna. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Jenna is very knowledgeable about children's books and is a lover of them all. And um, so Jenna, what kinds of books do you generally go for when you're looking for a picture book or a middle grade novel? Well, when I was working at Island Readers and Writers a few years ago, it was the greatest pleasure to read hundreds of children's books a year. But of course, most of those were picture books because it <laughs> would be very hard for me to read hundreds of middle grade novels. Um, so when I read a lot of picture books at that time, uh, I was of course drawn to the art who doesn't just fall for you know the cover of a book. It's a cliche to not judge a book by its cover, but I totally did that with picture books and art was always really important to me, um, how it kind of had a conversation with the story. Um, and I was always interested once I learned that authors and illustrators typically work quite um, isolated from each other and it's not a team uh, project typically that seeing how those two things worked together was really interesting for me. And so I loved to see um, how poetic picture books could be, how lyrical they could be. I am a big fan of language and the power of words. So in a picture book, you have to really choose your words wisely. And so that was always um, an adventure in that reading. Since I've been um, reading middle grade novels more, which has been in the last few years, I have been gravitating towards original ideas. Um, if you, when, when I talk about the books that I read for the summer book list, you'll notice that there's kind of a weird twist to all of them and that's usually what hooks me in. So um, an original idea and then not boring, of course, as soon as it's boring. I learned this from, you know, Jan Coates at, Island readers and writers. It's like, if you're bored, the kids will be bored. So just put the book right. down. Uh, so not boring. As soon as it's boring, I give up pretty much. Um, and I also care about it being really thought through, really well conceived. I find it can be pretty obvious if something wasn't thought through or is just um, lazy, lazy in its storytelling. And so I don't usually stick with books that um, I think are, are just cliches or tropes. Mostly, actually, if I think about it, mostly I'm looking for books that are pushing me to think about something in a different way. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like, oh, I never would have thought of that story. Okay, let me check this out. 
The first uh, one I want to talk about is A Field Guide to Getting Lost by Joy McCullough. And that is an early middle grade book um, appropriate for grades three to six that Jenna um, liked and recommended for our book list. Can you tell us about that book? So I really like the title. Um, and there's also a book for grownups with the same title. So make sure you're getting the book for kids when you- Good to know. And um, so when I read the, the blurb about this book, that's what made me decide to, to read it. It describes two main characters and the story goes back and forth between their two perspectives. And Sutton is um, a girl who is really, she's a coder. She codes robots and she's really results oriented um, and becomes extremely frustrated and flustered when things don't go according to her programming <laughs> or according to her planning. And so when I read that, I was like, I completely relate to Sutton. Um, <laughs> that's something that I'm a very results oriented person that can get flustered when things don't go according to plan. And then the other main character is Lewis and he's a creative writer who's essentially allergic to everything in the world. So he has to live out his adventures through his storytelling, through his writing, and he writes fantasy and other fiction. So that was another part of me, uh, was a creative writer who, well, I'm not allergic to everything, but tends to live out some of their adventures, um, at least storytelling in my head, because I sometimes have a hard time actually getting it down on paper. So I was intrigued to think that I would be reading a story with two characters that were essentially two different parts of myself. Um, and the conflict that these two had to deal with together is that each of one of their parents, they were dating each other. So Sutton's, uh, I believe it was Sutton's mom was dating, or Sutton's dad was dating Lewis's mom. And so they had to adjust to this new life, um, going on hiking adventures with their parents and uh, Lewis having to be brave in the face of bees that could cause anaphylactic shock and Sutton having to um, try to find peace and calm when the wilderness did things that she didn't expect. Um, so I found it a really comforting book to read. Um, and in this year of things being kind of really crazy. It, it was great to read a comforting book. The next one um, on the list is uh, an older middle grade for grades seven and up, The Kingdom of Back by Marie Lu. This one sounds really um, just delightfully imagined. Can you tell me about that one? Yes, so this one, as I mentioned, there's a hook typically that, that makes me want to read a book. And this one is about, um, you know, everyone's heard of Mozart, the classical composer, but many haven't heard about his sister, Nanerl, and she was a little older than him and was also a child prodigy musician and composer. And so there's a fantasy element to this story where you're kind of learning about what some of their musical compositions um, 
had as stakes. They were they were writing this music for a reason, and it has to do with a strange figure um, that only visits them at night, and um, these strange tunes that they hear. Uh, kind of the muses are a connection to another place that they um, have more impact over than they even imagined. So to me, when I picked up this book and I was thinking maybe I should read this, I thought, you know, music is really transformative and it's really, it transports you when you listen to it. And so of course there can be some kind of fantastic origin story to where music comes from. And um, what's the story behind why we haven't heard about Neneral? You know, why have we only heard about her brother Wolfgang? And so I loved um, the detail and creativity in this story. It completely sweeps you up. Um, and then now, of course, I can't listen to a song by Mozart without immediately thinking of this book. Um, and it, it makes me think about something in a completely different way. I was just listening to Mozart this morning. It's something that helps me kind of focus by having it in the background. And now I'm going to have to read this book. Yes, and though the story itself is, you know, historic fiction and fantasy, um, Nannerl Mozart did exist, and she was a real child prodigy musician, and she did team up with her brother to compose certain pieces. So that element of it is true. This is just lending a, a fantastic origin story to some of their songs. Dragon Hoops by Jean Luen Yang is a graphic novel um, for grades eight and up, so more of a young adult um, story. And can you tell me about this one and why you selected a graphic novel? Well, I love reading graphic novels. Um, I read a lot of them each year and um, for adults and for kids. And I have read two of Yang's other, actually, I think it's three. Sometimes I read things in boxed sets, so I kind of forget about that. But I read American Born Chinese by him and also Boxers and Saints. And I not only love his art, I love his writing. And so I saw Dragon Hoops and I was kind of like, okay, this is a graphic novel about basketball, which is not something... I'm, I don't watch professional basketball. I watched high school basketball because my niece played. And um, I was like, how is this, you know, graphic novelist that I really respect writing a book about something that I'm totally not interested in? And should I still give it a read? And so I thought he must have written this for a reason. Um, and he definitely did. And it was so worth it. Um, it's one of my favorite graphic